Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. John McCormick at the Weekly Standard has been keeping an eye on how the delegate math is working out for the GOP race. We've asked him to give us an update in this podcast. John, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. First of all, where are we in the delegate count? I know Missouri apparently is still a bit of a question, but do we have anything specific? Um, You know, in terms of where the actual numbers are now, I think that Trump is still somewhere short of about 700 delegates. You know, he needs to get to 1237, the magic number. Uh, Cruz is still south of 500, I believe. Um, Haven't looked uh, lately. I did see just last night that because Marco Rubio dropped out of Alaska, that means that Donald Trump got three delegates and Ted Cruz got two of his delegates, which makes no sense. And now they have the equal number of delegates coming out of Alaska. And the rules are kind of insane. So that's what you have. And they are strange rules for these uh, delicate things. Where are we on the path? What what right now does it look like Donald Trump's going to reach one, two, three, seven? Well, he, he very well could and he very well may not. Uh, a lot depends, I would say, looking forward to next week. I think that uh, most people expect uh, Utah to go for Cruz. The big question mark there is whether Cruz can get to 50 percent which would uh, give him the entire state's delegates. That's the winner-take-all threshold. If it's not 50%, they split the delegates. Um, and then Arizona, um, that's 58 delegates on offer. And that's winner-take-all, pure winner-take-all, whoever has the most votes, even if it's a plurality, they get all the delegates. Um, and, you know, Trump is up in the polls there, but he, uh, it, you know, Cruz was about 12 points behind. There were a lot of undecideds in the last poll. Uh, if Cruz could make an upset in Arizona, that would really kind of, you know, change the delegate dynamic around. Um, but even if he does lose that, I think that two weeks from now, Wisconsin, my home state, will actually be a, a big moment just because it's uh, probably the only state in April uh, that Cruz will have a good shot at winning. Uh, once you get past Wisconsin, you end up in New York State where, where Trump is up by something like 50 points. And uh, these five northeastern states the week later. At any rate, the, the big picture is that, yes, Cruz can stop Trump. And he needs to do it in states like Utah and Wisconsin and Nebraska, Indiana in the next couple of months. And then everything, if he can pull that off, he can get three, three of those states, four of those, four to four of those states, still give Trump a whole bunch of other states to win. If he can pull all that off, it'll all come down to June 7th, the last day of the primaries, when California and South Dakota and Montana and uh, New Jersey all have winner take all, either by statewide vote or congressional district vote. As almost as many delegates up for grabs as there were, you know, when Florida and Ohio and Missouri and Illinois voted the other day. Um, and that could swing the thing one way or the other. Uh, I really don't see a way that Trump actually crosses this, you know, 1,237 delegate threshold until the last day. I mean, he could get pretty close uh, beforehand if he runs the table, but it's, I think it's going to end up going to June 7th. So the very last day, the very last primaries to find out if we hit 1237. I think it's important to note, John, that California is winner-take-all by congressional district. In other words, you can lose the state 45-35, but easily pick up delegates uh, in congressional districts that swing your way. John Kasich could win some delegates in California, right? It's it's definitely possible, and I, th- I would say it does depend on the statewide margin. And you kind of saw this in, in, in South Carolina right. where – uh, you know, Trump ended up only getting 32.5% of the vote. He was 10 points ahead of Rubio, ended up carrying, narrowly carried one of the districts, the Charleston district over Rubio, but ended up carrying every single district, even though they awarded a lot by congressional district. But yeah, I do think that, you know, if there's a significant margin, you know, if it's a five to seven point lead, I would guess that the, the congressional districts would break something like two to one at least 
in favor of the winner. You know, if you've got a dead even race, if it's 50-50 or 51-49, yeah, you're going to have some weird things happen where, uh, you know, certain districts go one way and you don't know sure. exactly where it is. And, you know, the idea that we can predict what's going to happen two and a half months from now, when I, I for one, have been <laughs> not able to see more than, you know, two hours. In exactly. Future. I don't want to predict but, anything but right here. But, but that takes us back to the question for people who don't want Trump to be the nominee, is Kasich helping by taking delegates in places like the Northeast and possibly California and possibly Wisconsin, or is he hurt and taking votes in Wisconsin, I should say, or is he hurting by dividing the non-Trump vote? And if he would get out, Kasich, I mean, uh, Cruz would get enough of the anti-Trump vote to be winning 53, 47 contests around the country. I think you can argue it either way, but I think that in general, the evidence does indicate that it would be better to stop Trump if uh, if if Kasich got out of the race. Now, we'll see, you know, Utah next week, the, Kasich is hurting Cruz there by by splitting the vote there. If Cruz can't get 50 percent, that's just going to hand Trump delegates. Um, Wisconsin is a real big question mark in my mind. I, I know that the I, I have an intelligence that the blue chip pollster in Wisconsin will have their final poll out. Uh, next Wednesday, the day after these Arizona and Utah primaries. And I don't know. I mean, I think that in a head-to-head matchup, Cruz could win. Cruz has definitely had uh, bigger problems in states where there aren't many evangelicals. Wisconsin has fewer evangelicals than, you know, southern states, even less than Michigan. Um, but I don't know. I think that in the last poll, Cruz had something like a plus 46 favorable rating. Trump was at zero, meaning that as many people liked him as didn't like him in Wisconsin. So I do think in a head-to-head matchup in Wisconsin, Cruz could take down uh Trump, maybe with the three-way race, maybe Kasich is in the mix and he can actually pull off a win there. I don't know. Um, I do think it would be helpful if he got out. I don't know that he can be persuaded to get out unless Ted Cruz uh, would offer him, you know, a, a VP slot. That's the that's the unity ticket that people should make. As much as you know, some conservatives don't like Kasich over, you know, Obamacare, Medicaid expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if you want to stop Trump, I would think that the best way to do that is a uh, Cruz Kasich unity ticket right now. Now, these pro-Trump people think this all this stop Trump talk is illegitimate, that you're trying to steal the election from the people. John McCormick, are they right? No. I mean, if he can't win, if he can't win a majority of delegates during the primary season, that means that Trump will have been a historically weak candidate and they'll go to the convention and by rule, they are required to vote. Now, maybe he'll get enough. He'll get close enough that he can make it up with these unbound delegates, you know, from states like Colorado, North Dakota, that, you know, they go to the convention, not committed to anybody. Right. Maybe some of the uh, but, you know, that's if Mr. Art of the deal can't close the deal, that's his fault. And, you know, a majority is a majority. And I think the question that every single Trump supporter needs to be asked is if Hillary Clinton winds up with a plurality, but not a majority of electoral votes, do you think that the House of Representatives should just go ahead and hand her the nomination, even or the presidency, uh, even if she can? I mean, there, there's a, a well, majoritarian principle. Let me, let me, let me, let me stop right there. Let me stop there because there are people who don't understand what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. If no, if if in November nobody gets 270 electoral votes, let's say that there's a third candidate that enters and 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 denies them, then the uh, vote goes to the House of Representatives. And each state gets one vote. Exactly. The whole, con- the whole congressional dist- you know, delegation is one vote. And so what you're pointing out is if she ends up with 245 and, you know, Trump is running against her and he has 195, their argument yeah, would be, well, Hillary should just be president, even though the Republicans control a huge majority in the House of Representatives. And that's, of course, a nonsensical argument they would never make. 
Exactly. And in, you know, in this hypothetical far off scenario, but possible, you know, you would end up probably with somebody like Trump at 190 and, uh, you know, an independent conservative with the remaining balance. So if you added Trump's vote with the conservatives, uh, you'd end up with a majority. And that's the exact same principle of the fact that the Kasich delegates and the Rubio delegates and the Cruz delegates may very well add up to more than 1237. And Trump is somewhere around 1100 or, or 1050 even. John McCormick, thanks so much for bringing us up to date on the delegate math. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.